Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Blog Talk Radio. podcast too since we never did one of those (laughs) (laughs) the last time we talked we were talking about making playoffs and if we were even going to do it yeah we were talking about first round draft picks and who the hell is moving their mic around yeah it was me I'm sorry I had to pull it from back around my head because my mouth is in the front of my head Uh, hi Tyler big if true how's it going so, as you hear, Tyler's here, and JJ's here, and Kyle's here, and Graham is uh, drunk somewhere, so he couldn't make it. <laughs> getting ready for the Blackhawks game tomorrow or something. Yeah. So, uh, how's, how, you know, the season's over, but how's everyone feeling? Are you guys, have, have you recovered? We've had about, what, it's, it's been almost a week now. Yeah. Um, I feel pretty good. I mean... It still sucks ass, but it uh, you know I've had real life stuff kind of take the take the sting away, so that's been a help. But yeah, it still sucks me watching this, and you know I'm watching the Boston's and Boston and Montreal right now, and you know I just want to scream. You just want to scream, fuck the group. Is that what you want to scream? Yeah, I want to I want to scream the f word a lot of a lot of times at a loud volume. And JJ and Tyler, how are you guys feeling? I feel okay. They they tried hard, don't you think? Sure. They, <laughs> they weren't good enough. They did right. their best. They were in, yes. entirely, summarily beaten. So yeah, sometimes that's okay. So I guess, as as we briefly mentioned there, the last time we were here, we were talking about first potential high first-round draft picks. In hindsight now, yeah. after what we know with this first round where they got pretty much their ass kicked by the Bruins in five games and you gave up Yarncroft to get Legwand in order, you know, you you don't make that trade, you probably don't make the playoffs. It, was it all worth it? I'm going to go to JJ here. Oh, I have to answer this one? Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, I will never uh, not think that making the playoffs is worth it, even after a take donkey semen performance like that. They ran into a, an, an incredibly good team, and it, that fucking blows. But really, ultimately, it's not going to 
if they had committed, what were they doing? Is somebody jerking off? No. Sorry. Okay. I muted Tyler. I just assumed it was him. <laughs> Probably a good plan. Um, no, I mean... It's, 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 it is fair, weird. though, that you assumed it was me. We committed to tanking earlier uh, to jump up from the 15 pick to, like, I don't know, the 10 or the 8. I still don't think that necessarily makes it worth trading yeah. in even that week of um, of playoff fun. I, I really enjoy the playoffs, even... Uh, sadly enough, I kind of enjoy the the hate too. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, we know you loved it. I've been I've been reveling in it. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been it's been worth it. I will I'll definitely I'll fight anybody who disagrees. What do you think? Who, who who the fuck's podcasting on like playing on the stairs right now? It's my dog. I'm sorry. Okay, he's running around like a maniac. That's just him running. Well, he's like throwing shit. <laughs> I know it's like a Bruins fan. <laughs> yeah, like, and he's a Boston Terrier. How about that? He's from Boston. <clears throat> okay. Anyways, JJ Tyler, said what he said. Tyler, was it worth it? <clears throat> was it worth it making the playoffs? Yeah. Um, I was just. Using your words, I would never not take you know the playoffs over the of uh, the alternative. Um, I think the the amount of impact that Legland had was debatable, but and it's admittedly going off of uh, memory, and it's hard to kick the memory of of him toiling on the fourth line as as the season kind of crumbled away, and him having close to no impact with the the latter half of his season here um, to well, the point where it's, it's hard to recall even, you know, how he started. I'll, I'll argue that that when he was with Nyquist and Franzen, I mean, those they were, you know, maybe not him specifically, but he was part of that line that was carrying the team for a while. I will honestly say that I don't feel that the Red Wings make the playoffs without David Leguan. I agree. No, I mean, yeah, he, he sucked in the playoffs. I mean, he didn't even actually suck that much in the playoffs. He was like he was probably one of the better forwards in the last two games. It's just when you saddle a guy with Miller and Glenn Denning, uh, he's he's not scoring. Yeah, right. it wasn't his role really to score when he's back on that fourth line. But ah, right, it was it was worth it. So it seems like we're all in agreement there. Yep, I do. I agree with it. I just. Uh... I think everybody who whines and cries about losing Yarn Crook needs to know that there's like I don't know how many other players that are just like as good as him or better that can be drafted. It's just people just act like it's the end of the world that you lost some kid from Sweden. It just makes I don't know whatever. Well, I mean we 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 do seem to get attached to our prospects here. Uh, yeah, well, some, some of us, some more than others. <laughs> no. Whatever. Moving on. So I guess I mean, do do we want to just get right into it? I mean, we know that it was worth it. What I mean, we we we've kind of had time to dissect what went wrong. I mean, they clearly just weren't good enough. They couldn't score. I mean, the, the kids right. were completely invisible. Howard wasn't the greatest in some of his efforts. Gustafson was good, but I. 
you know, he he didn't steal you a game. I mean, I think, is there, uh, yeah. Is, that, is there one thing you guys think you can blame, or is it just kind of a combination of everything? It's definitely a combination. Um, I think the kid line, it's like they didn't – people say that they didn't show up, but I think the Bruins were just completely ready for them. Um because well for a while there the uh the kid line was murdering the Bruins. Riley Sheehan shot like I don't know, he was shooting like seventy plus Corsi and he was just doing really well and that entire line was killing it. But they weren't really scoring. Um they were just you know, they just had the puck a lot and uh I think the Bruins in the last three games kinda caught on to that and they really reamed them hard and they pretty much disappeared, and that's where, um, you know, that just kind of opened it up for for Dats, the Datsuk line, I guess. But um, the defense was terrible. Um, the special, te- special teams was a mess. I thought Howard was very good for what, for what, how many games did he play? Two? Yeah, two. Three. Three. Three, three I'm sorry. Three. He did pretty well. He had two really bad goals that he should not have let in. The Hamilton but one. The Hamilton one was terrible. The one where he played the puck and it went off the board and or whatever. That was just the worst. Went off Brett um, Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was – I couldn't believe that. But anyways, um, I just think that was – I think it's definitely – I don't want to pin it all on the players either because I think this it has a lot to do with the coaching style too. I think Babcock, I'm not going to knock the way he coaches, but I've said it before. I think he deployed the players in a in a, in a very um, ineffective way. Um, and what would you have done that, differently? That's me. <sighs> okay, you could probably have had Luke Glendening out there a little bit less against the Bergeron line. Because that was embarrassing. That was Agreed. absolutely okay, embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but he worked really hard. Yeah, I mean, he worked hard. He has a nice smile, and that that counts. Um, <laughs> maybe go to Woulette uh, a little bit earlier in the series. Maybe, yeah. Lashoff and Kindle were were donkey proctologists. That's for sure. I like um, that. Yeah. I, I don't. There was a obviously the pen, the power play was a, 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 an atrocity in every single way, shape, and form until what they scored like two. Um, obviously, Franzen was you know you know how I feel there. Um, so I don't know. We'll go back to the uh, the, do, the concept of the kids line that you were talking about, and it's yeah, it's just interesting to me that oh shit, Boston scored. It's interesting to me the the way this uh, turns the narrative on its head because going into the postseason, there was the talk about how successful it had been that uh, those guys were down in the AHL winning the Calder Cup last year. They essentially have playoff experience. They're winners at that level, so they should have a much transition to the NHL playoffs. And Mm. (laughs) boy, was that... That's not, not particularly true. <laughs> close to accurate. NHL playoff hockey is like, it's just, it's not like regular season hockey. It's not like playoffs anywhere else. It's just, it's a whole different breed. 
Yeah, because I mean, in a lot of ways, play Boston. In a lot of ways, uh, boiling it down, really, the Red Wings looked like a young team. They looked like the the inexperienced team who didn't know how to properly compose yeah. themselves. The Bo- Boston did to them what uh, the Wings did to Calgary in shit was it oh seven when by the end of the series, Kinla yeah. is uh, jabbing Schneider in the ribs with a stick because he's just lost his mind. Yeah. It was a series where Jamie McLennan uh, came on and speared Johan Franz on the groin and got sent off. Like, like he's only on for like 30 seconds. So right. That's the only thing I remember about Jamie McLennan ever playing professional hockey. But that is... <laughs> what, that's essentially what the Bruins did to us. And, uh, yeah, for sure. It was, it was frustrating. Right. I uh I think it was it was it was definitely very frustrating. Um and I feel like and I know they didn't play but I feel like Kindle and Lashoff and we were kind of talking about this before a little bit before um JJ they were not sheltered like they should have been, I think. I feel like they got far they just I don't know. They were I feel like I saw them on the ice too often and in the wrong situation. And and I don't want to pin it all on that, but it has a big part. Because outside of that pairing, every other pairing did okay. Like, you know, I, at least I think they did. I thought Smith was pretty good for, for, for the most part. You know, he had a couple of Brendan Smith moments, but... The Lucic goal. I thought, yeah, the Lucic goal. Yeah. And there was, you know, he had... You know he's not used to being a top pair guy, and and I think he did somewhat decent for himself. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just think <sighs> I have a lot of thoughts, just a lot of upsetting things going on. But and uh, you know what else sucks was the whole Alfredson thing. Um, I know like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't like a big scoring force, but I think that did suck not having him. Um, and I think having him on that, where was he, the third line or something, I think at one point I was just like, all right, he needs to be moved. He needs to be put somewhere else because this isn't working. It's not doing anything. <clears throat> so, Anyways. Tyler, do you have any thoughts? Um. <laughs> well, you see, you see, Jeff. I hate when you do that. You know I do. We haven't said anything in a very long time, so I just well you know, wanted to give you a chance. I will say I was pleasantly surprised with. With Brendan Smith, it was uh, you know I felt like our annoyances were really focused in on, on Lashoff and Kindle. Yeah, because it's very easy to do, but they're, they're really they're really not good. And I thought that's where yeah. we were probably probably most exposed was just with the level of depth. There, you know, they were always going to have the physical edge, and really, you know. I, just kept saying, "Hey, they're really good." That's that's kind of a factor, mm-hmm. um, but it, it always it always shows in in the depth, and that's probably why they're going to win the East. Son of a bitch. Well, 
So who are we pulling for in the playoffs now? Oh, I I found myself on LA. Question mark. I want LA to do it. Yeah, I like watching LA. Yeah, I like them. Where I'd I'd like to, you know, definitely want to, you know. I mean, now that we're not in the West. I mean, the LA Dynasty talk is hilarious. If if they were to start that, (laughs) even though they have as much of an argument as as the Blackhawks would. It would be cute. Um, what about Minnesota? I know that we're still a little mad at Ryan Suter and Zach Breezy, and it would be embarrassing for the entire league if Minnesota won the, the Stanley Cup because, God, that's that's a, a pretty awful team. I'm pulling for them against the Hawks, obviously, and I fully expect them to pull the upset because even though the Hawks are really good, the Blues are really, really bad. Um and I think the one downfall they have is goaltending, and that might be their the the nail in their coffin because Darcy Kemper is a nobody. He's not good. I mean, he's okay. And then Briz Goloff is just we know that story. Everybody knows that story. So um, okay, so I don't know. In it's, order, uh, let's say it's uh, Kings, Wild, Rangers. Habs, uh, Penguins, Bruins, Hawks. Yeah. Where's the Hawks? Poor Bruins. See, um, I let. I mean, the Hawks are built like the Wings were built back in the yeah. day. So I can appreciate somewhat how they play the game, but I just don't want them to win back to back cups because I want the Wings. Yeah, to the back to back thing is like that's the the what, that's the single biggest thing that I don't want to have happen. So that's why the Hawks are I don't, very yeah. last. The biggest thing. The biggest thing I don't want to hear have uh, have happen is um, people start comparing Dave Sizerman because it's I've already heard it happen, and I just don't want that. <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna happen. You can't avoid that. I know, but I don't want it to. So fuck that. And comparisons of Duncan Keith and Nick Lindstrom. That's happening. Andrew <laughs> Shaw is gonna be Lindstrom. Andrew. Oh. <laughs> I can actually handle reading it, but hearing it out loud, actually, that that made me a little bit angry in the back of my brain. <laughs> I, I know you're kidding, too. I have I have L.A. taking I, – I have L.A. making the, the cup finals. I think they're, they're built for it. Um, probably them and the Bruins, which would be a great series, I think. I don't know. I think would still rather, I'd still rather see the Blackhawks win, I think, than the Bruins. I do too, but I don't want to see the Blackhawks and the Bruins in the finals again. I don't want that. You know, it's totally going to happen. No, well, I know. We'll get LA, New York. <laughs> so, uh. No. It'll be Pittsburgh, we Anaheim. Over next. We there should go over, uh. Roster base. You know, roster base? Okay. Uh. <laughs> who, who you got? What do we. What do we Let's need? Get in a circle. Who are we going to. Who are we going to get, and how are we going to get them? Oh, boy. Uh, you're I'm the most Sign him to a contract. <laughs> um, Trade him. <laughs> okay, so obviously you want to sign your guys, Tatar and uh, Sheehan, right? Cause Just Kaiser. They're, they're, uh, the Kaiser, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, got, I was getting to that. Um, you want, if, if you want 
if he wants to come back, if he decides to, I think Alfie would be all right. No. I think I'd be cool with that. No, don't let him don't back. So. Don't, don't let him come back. Okay. No, he's not um, back. No. Sayonara. Okay. Well, I... Give it him. Alfie would have to come okay. pretty cheap for me. I mean, and it's, well, it's totally right. stupid because he, he led the team in points this year. And he was in a he was an excellent addition, but uh, no to five and a half million dollars again, uh, no to three and a half million dollars. He I think he would have to come in below that, and that might be a little insulting. His five because his five was like incentive based, right? Right. Yeah. Two, were, two million of the five point five million of that will uh, jump onto the the wing salary cap commitments next year. Mm-hmm. And what was the incentive? I never remember this play 10 games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think there was a, I think there was a second incentive, wasn't there? No. Uh, again, yeah. I had two incentives. He had a games played incentive oh. and a make the playoffs incentive. I think he's got a oh, fuck final him. one, um, too. You think what? I think he has, doesn't he have, like, a conference final incentive as well? Uh, based on the Pierre LeBron tweet from way back when, it was a uh, 500,000 make the playoffs bonus. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, um, I say if you get him at the right price, you can. I think you should bring Alfredson back. You have to bring back. I think you should bring back one veteran, um, and then uh, I don't know what I if I like what I see in free agency as far as defenseman goes. Um, obviously, the top name like Niskanen is like okay, yeah, that's cool, but do I want to drop seven mil on this guy a year? Not really. Um, or even more because that's a possibility. Um, so I suppose if you can get a guy like Dan Boyle at a good price, that would be cool. Um, he's older, what, but he's got a, you know, he's got a veteran. What does he make now? Like six point six six? Yeah, so that's what that. he makes now. Um, yeah, definitely not that. And since he's like, what is he's thirty five plus? So aren't there like restrictions or rules there with like salary stuff? Or does that not matter? Um, you can pay those. There's days. a lot of there's a lot of shit that happens with thirty five over contracts. Um, if it's right. one year, I actually have a story, an article going up tomorrow about the thirty five over contracts, and okay. how I think that if you can uh, if you can find a guy who is thirty five and over willing to sign a one year deal. Uh, you're, you'd be stupid not to do it. Right. Um, so I think Dan Boyle, if you could get him in, like, I don't know. I, I can't throw numbers out there because I really don't know. Um, definitely not $6 million, um, and definitely not over two years. Um, I don't think the Red Wings should sign any, any free agent contracts over two years this year, um, obviously. Buyout 2-2, um, and then, like I was saying on Twitter earlier, if you're going to go for a forward, I'm really all balls in on Redeem Verbata if he makes it to the free agent, to free agency. And I would pay him. I would pay him $4 million at two years. Like $4 million per, so $8 million, $8 million total. What's he, like 32, 33? Yeah. He's 32. 32. He's He's 32, makes 3 million right now, um, and 
I don't know how he feels about Phoenix. I I don't think anybody feels about them. So I guess it. Shane Jones said. Yeah, fuck him. I don't and know. Obviously, I'm, I think I think Goulet should have. I think I think Lashoff should go. Should be put on waivers along with Anderson, and I think unless you want to keep Anderson as like a an extra like a healthy scratch, whatever. But I think Lashoff should be put through waiver on waivers, and one of the young guys should get promoted to the third pair. Which one? Goulet. Or whoever whoever wins the spot in training come training camp, but I not think it would be a let. Not Almquist. They sending his ass back to Sweden. <laughs> I'm not sending him there. <laughs> well, he wants to go home. Whatever. But yeah, that's that's what I think should happen. And then obviously Gustafson's probably going to get re-signed. Yeah, because he wants to stay here for another 15 years. What he said. Is that what he said? Yeah, he said that he could see himself. He, he could see himself in Detroit for another ten to fifteen years. That was part of an actual quote that he said. So is he just like uh, like out of his fucking tree, or? I think he's a. He doesn't know that he's yeah. twenty nine. For one. <laughs> no, he has no idea of his own age. Um, <laughs> ability level. I you know even even though I. Uh, well, given the benefit of doubt, I, I doubt he thought that he'd be getting a 10-year deal. That's right. not what he meant. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. But I never, ever have I heard or read a player that was, you know, which you know, I had mentioned before, you know, hey, kind of flattering. You want to mm-hmm. stick around uh, our, our home for that long, that's that's well and good. Thanks. It's better to hear than than I want to leave here as soon as possible. But at the same time, that's 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 one of those things I like to just pay to 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 watch Peter Mrazek's reaction when he saw that, if he did. Yeah, I'm sure he did or heard it. But yeah, he I think for like a year or two, in his broken face. Yeah. I think that okay. uh, they're so going to resign Gustafson. Yeah, it'll happen. Um, oh, they're hopefully. definitely. They're, yeah, that's. I, I've, I'm resigned to that fact. It's just. It seems. And not only that, because he got whatever he got before he came here when he had an awful resume, and uh, yeah. has built himself up a little bit over the last two years. Um, so he's going to be do a raise, even even that. So not only are you resigning him, and um, you know, kind of putting Mrazek in limbo and possibly indirectly saying fuck it to any of the, um, you know, games that Howard's not starting next year or you're going to run him into the ground again. Um, just rack up more wear and tear on him because you're playing in 60, 65 games. It's, uh, it's an interesting move, I'd say. I, uh... I guess I'm the minority here that I'm in the camp that strongly believes that Morazic will be the backup next year, and he is going to get a fair amount of starts. You think that he's going to, not that he should? No, he's going to. Okay. Well, I, it's I hard. Like I like that you think that. 
Yeah, I, 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 I like that because I love Marezic. I I think but that. Ken, go go ahead, Pat. But Ken Holland kind of alluding to the fact that they're looking to re-sign Gustafson kind of makes me think that they're going to re-sign Gustafson. But I'll go with the fact that Mike Babcock absolutely has a man crush on Peter Mrazek and believes that that kid is a gamer and he's not even, he's going to come here and he's not just going to try to to be the backup. He's going to try to steal the starting job. Uh, I think... I think that if there's any conflict between Holland and Babcock about, you know, I know they don't agree on everything as far as roster decisions, but I think Babcock yeah. will push for uh, Mrazek to, to be on this team next year. All he has to I do is cool mention Dan Cleary. If, if I were Babcock, I would just, you know, hang Cleary over his head anytime there was any sort of disagreement. You I have a question for you guys, and just be quick. You know, we'll, we'll make it quick and I'll be on it. Do you think that... Peter Mrazek, not now, will be better than Jimmy Howard. Yes. Uh, yeah, my gut instinct. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes I also me, think so. that could happen as early as next year. Next year. Yep. Yeah. I know he'll put. Peter would push him for a, a starting spot. I and and I think um, I, but, I think if you're trying to get the best out of Howard, I think Mrazek's going to push him a whole hell of a lot more than Gustafson would. I agree. Yeah, because Gustafson's hurt 90% of the time, so whatever. Right. My yes is going to uh, be like a, a super confident yes answer to that, though. It's one, he's he would have a long way to go to, you know, to eclipse him and actually yeah. build up a few years' worth of, uh, you know, goodwill, as Howard has. Yeah. Which, you know, it's just impossible to, to judge a goalie off of half a season or one season anymore and you'd be foolish it's, to it's do really so. It's really hard to judge goalies. Yeah. But but that said, got a pretty good feeling about Peter Mrazek and he seems to be really damn good. Yeah. So I've got a question about him. Is it acceptable um, acceptable nickname uh, Peter Mrazek? Damn it! Does that work? <laughs> That's fine. I don't, I don't think, think I can do that. that. It's almost hard, hard, to, hard to say. It's hard to be a nickname when it's hard to say. Well, it's like Brendan yeah. Midstrum. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, remember when? <laughs> Same thing. Like Brendan Smith. Yeah, Smilia. There you go. Smilia. So, so do we have Smith everybody's? Uh, do we have everybody's uh, roster bation? I mean, uh, I mean, uh, here's what they need to do. Uh, to do. They need to sign like a kick-ass uh, top flight winger. They need to go get Thomas Vanek because he's not going to re-sign in Montreal. Um, and they need to have him and Franz and like just switch off being good and crappy because that's the that's a knock against <laughs> Vanek too. <laughs> that he's just not consistent. Yeah. Um, right. But watching him, watching him play like every game that I've I've, I've paid attention to him, he is uh, fucking brutal on the forecheck. I, I really like really like seeing that. Um, yeah, say whatever you have to, and accept that you're not going to get a a, a top four D man. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you know, take a chance on somebody. 
because you, you kind of have to. But see if you can get, basically get this year's Tom Gilbert. And obviously, right. I would not call Tom Gilbert this year's Tom Gilbert because he's going to demand more because <laughs> he had a good year in in Florida. But right. you know, he gets a guy who, who's looking to prove himself and and hope that he does, and then <clears throat> just plant the entire defensive responsibility for not sucking on a forward core that really ought to be able to do it a lot better uh, with one more pretty amazing potential 35-goal scoring winger. The Detroit uh, Lions approach. So you're saying Might pay have... whatever for Bannock, and is he, you don't have any reservations about it just being Franzen 2.0, signing a 30-year-old winger who's going to command like a shit ton of money. Eight. He is Eight better than, nine than million Franzen. a year, I, don't, I think. I, yeah, it's going to be a lot of money wherever he goes. Well, what about what, especially what, given the free agent class? I mean, do you feel any different yeah. if they signed a guy like Matt Molson? I, I don't care about I mean, Matt Molson. Yeah, he's. I mean, if you're I'm just looking for someone him. to score goals, he's going to be cheaper than Vanish. Yeah, they have cap space. It's okay. They can spend that. Even after like rebuying their their RFAs, and if they want to re if they, even if they want to resign Alfredson, they could yeah. still afford Thomas Vanek. Um They just probably can't afford a five million dollar defenseman. Right. But the thing is that we were extremely heavy on NHL ready forwards, and that worked out pretty well for us this year. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, we're actually extremely ready on defensemen who probably deserve their chance. And if we have to spend all year platooning four guys up and down, fucking do that then. Don't give Kindle 82 games to prove that he's not a shitbag. Blast Lash (laughs) off into the fucking garbage compactor. I don't give a shit. Just tell all four of them you're going to get a chance to be a regular on the Red Wings lineup and Fucking whichever one of you claims it, it's yours. Congratulations. And then put a shitload of pressure on all the forwards to to help them out. <laughs> I think I, I, I like it. Um, so you think that last shot should be put on waivers then? No, not a waiver. Sure. In a, a trash compactor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, waivers, waivers are fine. I don't mind Brian Lashoff. Okay. He seems like a nice guy. Okay. I, I feel bad not liking Lashoff. Like, I don't feel like quite as bad not really liking Kindle. Um, yeah. Because I'm a xenophobe or whatever. No, I don't know. It's it, because Kindle disappointed me more. I never expected anything to Lashoff. And so if he right. didn't turn out to be anything, then that's that's it. But Kindle at one point was a first-round draft pick. And right. He's, he's and in a be very a good draft. Team. Yeah. Seriously, that guy can fuck right off. I feel like that's how I feel. Like, how I feel about Lashoff is how I feel about Glenn Denning, but it's not Glenn Denning's fault. Glenn Denning gets, he's got so much shit put on his plate by Babcock, and he knows it, and he's like, fuck, what am I supposed to do? Like, Glenn Denning knows he's not, like, great, and he's very humble, and he's very smart. And he just goes out there and eats the shit that Babcock kind of feeds them. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a, a very good shit eater. Uh, yeah, but anyway, sir. What's your roster, Jeff? 
What are we doing? Well, I mean, just looking at CapGeek, you, you re-signed Sheehan and Tatar, and you, yeah. you're at that point, if you're keeping Yurko in the NHL, that's, that's 11, or excuse me, not 11, that's 13 forwards that you have. You demote Anderson. You figure you got two two roster spots. I I would rather keep you know you sign a Vanek or somebody that's not Daniel Alfredson or David Lightwan or Todd Bertuzzi or Daniel Cleary or Michael Samuelson. You, you sign yep. one top flight guy and you give a chance for like Mantha or someone to make this team. Polkinen, I don't know, or you keep you know if they want to keep Mitch Callahan or. You know, hey, they decide, all right, fine, now we're going to sign Bertuzzi and bring him back or Leguan and bring him back late because I'm sure the market for those guys aren't isn't out there. But, I, 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 you know, like Babcock said today in the interview, J.J., that we were listening to on Detroit's radio station, you know, he, he said that every year it really is a competition for these kids to steal the jobs. But generally, if there's a tie, they went to the veterans. Well, they don't have any veterans now. All those guys are free agents, and they're gone. So if if someone like Mantha is going to say, hey, I'm going to fucking make this team, it's probably now is his best chance uh, compared to years past for a prospect to make it. So, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm on board with if sign a top-foot guy, and if you're not going to do that, then just let the kids fucking battle it out. Uh, as far as defense goes, sure. I'm, I'm in agreement with, Lash off. I mean, I'd love to see Sproul and Ouellette on the team next year. I'd love to see, you know, I guess Marchenko is supposed to be really good, according to everybody. Uh, if he's good enough to get a shot, why not? I mean, Kindle, I mean, we know what Kindle is at this point. If you can trade him for a third-round pick, <laughs> like, would you? I don't know. I mean, not in this. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of of the school of thought of you know, Cronel Erickson, if you sign a veteran or trade for someone, uh, you know, you've got Cronel, Erickson, Smith, DeKaiser, a vet, and you got two kids up. Like, that's my ideal scenario on the back end. You know, whatever, whichever two kids that may be. Throw Almquist in there if he's staying, whatever. And Mrazek plays with Howard. I'm, I'm very, I mean, you got a ton of cap space to play with, too, because, I mean, you figure what? DeKaiser's going to get 1.4-ish. Sheehan and Tatar are going to get around a million bucks. 950k like Nyquist, so you know you're gonna buy out two two. There's another million bucks in in your wallet. So if you really want to drop eight million dollars on Vanek, like go fucking crazy, Ken Holland. That's fine. I'll honestly tell you, I was, I'm still a little bit shocked that, that Nyquist signed for 950k, and I I don't believe that Shehan and, and Tatar are gonna. Shehan well, might. Uh, I, I don't mean, believe Tatar is going to. Whenever I played around with the whole GM armchair armchair GM thing on Cap Geek, I mean I yeah. penciled them both in at about like Tatar at like one point one, Sheehan at about you know nine to a million. So I, I can't I, see them yeah. saying they're going to give Sheehan more than Nyquist, and, you know. I gave them Sheehan giving Sheehan nine hundred fifty k, and like I think I had Tatar at one point seven five to like two at the at like the worst. But I mean, at um, the same time, like that's still pennies with how much cap space they have, and right? Going up, and you know, a million one versus a million seven for Tatar, like it's not going to make a huge difference on going out to sign Dan Boyle or Niskanen or Vanek or Molson right. or whoever the right. fucks out there. Yeah, I think but if I, it comes down to dropping the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
No, it's just, I'm just reiterating that you know you you sign one one big guy and let the youth battle it out elsewhere. Okay, yeah, really? I think if they're gonna. But I think if they're gonna sign a big guy, I think it needs to be an offense an offensive guy. Because Niskanen is probably gonna get upwards of seven million dollars, and I don't think he's worth that much. I get it. He's have he's on a hot streak. He had a decent season. He's young. Yeah, he is young, but I mean, whatever. I just I don't see if you could okay if you could if you could have Matt Niskanen in for seven million She's or you right, could have Thomas Vett. Yeah, he does. I don't know. It's okay. Anyways, if you could have Matt Niskanen in for seven million or you could have uh, 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 Thomas Vanek for eight million, which one would you take? Gun to head. What's the term? Um, I don't know. I, let's say Niskanen is five, and let's say Vanek is five. Niskanen. Yeah, I'd take Niskanen. Okay. But that's just because of age. So what if you took – what if it was just like a two-year contract for Vanek? I, I still think I'd take Niskanen. I don't know. It's a pretty big what if though at that point because he's not going to go anywhere for just two years at this point. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to—he's going to write his his own ticket. And I just, with how many teams are like, oh, we need a true, we need a number one guy. Every fucking team wants one. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm not sure that Niskanen is a a real number one guy right now. I he's he's good. He's he's freaking amazing. But it it just seems like buying high, and. I don't know if I if I want to take that risk. But I'm more terrified. That's how I feel. Here's, here's, a, here's a question for you. And i got to look up what his cat fit is because I don't remember right off the top of my head. But remember a couple of years ago with Wisniewski, he's got $5.5 million cat fit. And he, there was the, the, the talk a couple of years ago when he was a free agent. Like, in hindsight, would you have done that deal knowing what you know now with the defense no, I think Wisniewski is over no. 5.5. I do too. Okay. I don't think so, he's that good. But what you know, you had Wisniewski now in, in in this series against the Bruins in this season instead of Lashoff playing and Kindle playing. Yeah. You know, it, maybe you're not playing the Bruins right now. I mean, you know, it's it's you, you kind of got to take risks on these guys. You know, Niskanen, and you pay him the long term, you give him some money and. Yeah, the cap's going up anyway, so if you're giving them seven million bucks, I mean that's like five million bucks two years ago. So the cap's right. going to keep going up anyway. Allegedly. Allegedly, sure. All right, I'm sure. You know, I don't know. One thing that I think that we're kind of glossing over, just because we heard Helene or we read Helene talk about it, um, how you know they're basically not re-signing anybody. I, I'm just. Uh, is are you guys convinced that they're not going to re-sign Leguan? I That's what I was just going to say. Should. Like, it, it, you know, from a roster standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. But, um, just because he'd be your, you'd have Datsuk, Weiss, Helm, Shan, and then him, all different center spots. Um, I don't see how he comes back unless it's. Obviously, at a much more discounted rate than what he was, and if you stick him at wing somewhere, and at right. that point, it's it'd be like why? Because you're going if if the thinking is well, 
we'd like them to sign some. It, it, I don't even like saying Vanek because it's just not going to happen. Uh, they're not going to do it. Um, either a Vanek or a Gabrick in that that A class free agent winger. That's that's just not going to happen. Um, maybe more in that second tier, like Camilleri. Or, or they would probably just bring him back. They would, I think what's most likely to happen is that they would just bring back Alfredson and, and say that you know that's their that's their free agent signing um, as far as scoring winger goes. But it's, even still, at that point, it just would. Yeah, I don't. I don't see where because the, the Weiss coming back healthy is what kind of throws that all off because you just you forgot that he was part of the team and he has to fit in with the team and you have to make it work with him because he's your second line center making five million. Good. I have him starting off next season at fourth line center, just so you know. No way. No, he'll be he's second. gonna have to work. Yeah. I mean they've he's already gonna he's gonna have to work his way out. This season kind of did show the need to have like a, I, I would play twelve centers every night if if we could just <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will keep reiterating that. So, I mean, if you have Leguan there playing wing, um, it would be Leguan and Glendening as as the two centers. Leguan and Glendening and, and Zetterberg and Franzen playing wing as as guys who can also play center. Um, that's not mm-hmm. bad. that's not that bad. It's I just don't know that that Ken Holland is going to let Leguan walk after spending such a price and after the the story of right. how Leguan coming home and he is. He's kind of a veteran presence, although he, he doesn't have playoff pedigree. So I, I, I don't. Obviously, he is a veteran, but he's not one of those uh, old salt leaders who. He's not yeah. a Dallas Drake. Well, uh, I mean, no. leg one on this I'm team just, means no Yurko. Think of it that way. Yurko's right. going to get night quit. He's, he's going to get sent to the AHL because of cap reasons or roster space reasons and the fact that he can clear waivers. And honestly, yeah, I, just, I, I don't play any way around how that's going to happen. Very unhappy with that. Um, I'm not like pissed about it, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not happy with it. With the with the thought. What if Yurko being trade Yurko for that D man that we all want? Shea Weber. Done. Yeah, Yurko. Yeah, Yurko for Weber. Straight up. Give him a first round pick. I'd do it. Give him Olet. Give him Sproul. Give him two firsts. Give him Yurko. Done. Sold. What they really need to do is trade all their bad players for really good players, and I yep. really can't. I'm super <laughs> mad at Ken Holland that he hasn't done that yet. You can give him help yeah. too. You can give him. I don't. <laughs> fuck. I don't care. Take they want advocator. They want Glenn Denning. He works fucking hard. But speaking of uh, <laughs> going back to Weiss for a second, did you guys read the the Chuck Plinus article? Which one? About the one today about Weiss. Nope. Oh, I did not. Okay, the uh, the basic story was that Weiss essentially apologized or said that he really regretted how he um, he played through an injury. He knew he had the injury very very early, and he kind of didn't tell anybody because he you know that's the way he's always been. You know, when he was twenty four, twenty five, he'd play through that little shit all the time, and he'd get he'd get away with it because he'd get, he'd get over it, and um, that didn't work out for him. And that he's you know really trying hard to to make sure that he's he's playing next next year. But what interested me there was that he the, the Ken Holland quotes were essentially like 
Uh, it'd be cool if he's healthy, but I've been saying that all year. I don't know if he's going to be healthy, so I don't know if it's going to be cool. Like he, <laughs> it was basically so he basically like said, "I don't know. I don't know if this dude's going to work. Like I don't know yeah, if he's like, going to be like ready to go." Like it, it came hey, across to me as like I'm fucking done with the bullshit life. Just show up or don't. I don't care. I'll pay you to fuck off. <laughs> Why don't we just use our compliance buyout on him? Shut up. Winging it. Okay. Yeah, that's um, Weiss could be such a big X factor next year, though. If he's anything but garbage. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, if, garbage. if you think if Detroit had him this year and he even put up like 40 points, how much yeah. different things would be. He'd, he'd be nine points away from there. being the leading scorer. Sure. <laughs> think of think of next season with um, even just half the injury trouble. You know we'd be so lucky that yeah. Weiss is alive. They actually <laughs> sign. At worst case scenario, bring back Daniel Hopkinson if you put him in that Ooh. class class B class C winger uh, uh, free agent. Forty two. Um, Fuck him. Look. <laughs> I have to make up for all the shitting I did on him last summer. Now I have to come around like I was always on his side. Um, and if they can manage to add <laughs> some notable defenseman somehow, some way, I would be – other than that, I mean, we're talking about three things right there. Well, four if you include not injuries, but that's that's kind of a big one. To yeah. where team is looking like – I'd be really optimistic about next year if they can swing all that. So it's right. a pretty big summer, needless to say. I okay, think they need to sign. Okay, go ahead. Fuck it. I'm done. Yeah, you've rushed a bit. There's an... <laughs> Scale of I'll make 1 to 10. About it. Scale of 1 to 10. Uh, what is your level of faith that the Red Wings are going to be better next year than they were this year? 10 being yeah. the one largest... Amount of faith. Ten being the largest, yes. Nobody ever does the fucking one is the best scale. Uh, <laughs> Why do we have <laughs> Well, I mean, sometimes it's like golf. Where Shut like up. One is, you always no, want to golf. golf. Uh, uh, I'll go with uh, 27,000. Ooh, that's a good answer. Off the scale. Okay. Uh, does anybody have a non-stupid answer? Uh, I'll go with, I got ten. Uh, like just a better record? No, a better team. I don't care about the record. I want a better team. Ten. Okay. <laughs> I got ten yeah. over here. Yeah, so they're nine definitely nine. going to be better. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so what about you, JJ? Uh, I'm going to give it a, a nine. I'm going to hold one back. Oh, you fucking asshole! <laughs> I mean, I'm, you, the, <laughs> I'm the pessimist here. You, you <laughs> just you have to. Assume you're going to get more than half a season out of Datsuk, Zetterberg, and Weiss. All the kids are going to make somewhat of an improvement on defense yeah, and offense. If you can't believe it this year, it the absolute fucking worst, yeah. Like, right. You know, Nike was doing that for a good year. Yeah, the shaky one this year. Mirazik's going to win 30 games. <laughs> <laughs> 30 games Ooh, at FIFA. 
Jeff, I like what you said earlier about how they don't have veterans anymore, and I think that kind of I didn't say retracts. it. I said it. Well, okay, fuck, you brought it up. <laughs> I that, I kind of retract my my the future coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I can't. I, can yeah, we'll get to that next. Yeah, we'll get. No, <laughs> it there's a. I think that they should just let the kids battle out for the spots and not the veterans. I think I could, that kind of makes me retract my my thoughts about Alfie. As long if he's not coming at super cheap, then hit the road, go retire in Ottawa or whatever, man. I'm sorry. Because you could True or keep... false, Alfredson is better than Yurko. Right now? Oh, God, yes. Right now, yes. True. true. Absolutely true. True. So go with Alfredson. That's why it's not ridiculous to me to bring him back, and I don't know why it would be. It's not like he's going to No, gonna, I, you know, I don't think it's ridiculous. I just, I just don't want it to happen. I mean, I, I think this team... You're better off giving Yurko the time on the roster instead of the AHL, and and then give Nyquist the role that Alfredson had. If you, you know, give him more of a prominent role on the power play and 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 the top. Uh-huh. Like, I just don't see how bringing him back is going to. That, that's not preventing a young guy spot because five guys are going to get injured in training camp anyway. So you're going to need a little bit of depth going into September. Right. Fuck it. Let's say August. They need death going into August. You know, we just need <laughs> to be safe. <laughs> it's like Wand, really. I think that's more the uh, the X factor as far as how happy we would look with the, uh, the um, roster coming out of training. But we, that, that is really weird. Are just we all in agreement kind of that happy. like Callahan and Ferraro are just? Callahan in the uh, the thread earlier today about uh, Callahan and was it Nestrasil? Yes, yeah. uh, Two pending RFA's who are going to have waiver eligibility. I do think that I do think, and uh, thanks to both Kyle and Michelle uh, helping me out on on the email here, that they're going to re-sign them and just put them through waivers. And if they get claimed, then fuck it. But like, hey, congratulations, you can play and. In Grand Rapids, also. in the NHL, right? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I just meant they're not going to be on the NHL roster. We're all in agreement there. No, 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 definitely not. And Ferraro is—I don't even think Ferraro is going to get a QL. I think he's done. Um, and I think he'll probably go. I don't know what he'll do, but he—I—I I, maybe they'll give him a QL, maybe, but I wouldn't. Why give him a contract? I mean, fuck it. Ferrari's going to sign the in Colorado. Man, and then he's going to put up 60 points and win the fucking League of Bears. You know, Riley. They're going to be best friends. No, they're not going to have O'Reilly next season. They're going to trade him. They have to. Their team is too bad. They can't fucking keep him. Are we, are we also in agreement that it's very, very possible that Yoko Anderson has played his final game as a Red Wing? Or at least... Won't make the opening day roster. <laughs> I don't know if I can deal with I, that. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a lot to bite off and chew. I mean, you're talking about Yoki Anderson. Um, <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. No, like, I'm just. So. It's it's a numbers game. If you got the tire machine and Yurko all up and re-signed, that's 13 forward. Bring out back Alfredson. That's 14. And if you go sign someone else as well, it's 
15 guys. In were you just reading re, re, were you just reading the Cat Geek like heading? It's a numbers game. Oh no, is that what their catchphrase is? <laughs> yeah. It's a so little, it says, little oh, it does say that. Yeah, I'm on their site though. So it's that's well all right. Good job. Cat Geek. <laughs> I love Cat Geek. Yeah, uh, I, think, I feel I think like they're going to have... I, I think he's done, though. At some point, at some podcast in the future, I'll actually bother thinking about who the hell is going to kill penalties for the Red Wings next season. Helm, Miller, yeah. Glendening, Abdelkader, Datsuk, Zetterberg, uh, White. They should trade Abdelkader. I'm fucking tired of that guy. But he moved hey, to me too. I've been, I've been tired of that guy for, uh, I don't know, two years now. Cool, dude. He scored ten goals. Oh, good job, hipster. You've been, you beat me to it. What? <laughs> you hated Abdicator before. It was cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I and I say one mean thing about Abdicator on the internet, and I get a shit storm come my way. You just gotta learn to do that on purpose. Fuck the internet, really. Yeah. I know. Whatever. Um, Seriously, yeah, if you I think enjoyment out of making the internet mad, then just log off. I get enjoyment so, out of it, JJ. You guys want to talk about Babcock for a little bit? Absolutely, sure. And then let me talk about just who I think we're gonna, what we're gonna do with the draft after that, because I okay. I care about that. So uh, he's uh, Babcock is only signed through this next season. And when asked about a potential extension, he essentially said. Uh, he's not worried about it. Uh, the organization is great. He loves it here. And considering signing an extension, because if he needs to go year by year, then he's got total faith that that could happen. Uh, the unspoken part of that is, uh, holy shit, we can't lock him up forever. And literally every team in the NHL wants this guy. So if he's not lie- locked up long term, he is. he's going to leave and go sign for $10 million with Toronto. And oh my god, that's terrifying. So is that gonna happen? Are we gonna are we gonna lose Babcock? Is this our last year of Babcock? No. Um no. I think uh I think there's a little bit of reality setting in where it's like we're kinda closer to the end than the, the beginning with him. Or at least the uh the likelihood of that is true. Yeah. Um but it's kinda clear that he's that this has been a, a, a fairly I mean, all of these coaching jobs are stressful. I'm not trying to make it seem like this one's any more special than the other ones, but in a way it is, and they've been through a, yeah, they've been through a, a, you know, a hard transition, and maybe he's just unsure of, you know, he doesn't get to build a team, and, or, you know, not entirely. He has some say, but he's not the one putting it together, so. I mean, um, maybe him not signing an extension is kind of his, leverage he has with saying, all right, Ken Holland, give me a good fucking roster this year or else I'm walking. That's, that's a really, that's a really interesting thought. That very well could be true. Um, you know, him saying that he's, he's not worried about it is, I mean, it makes me kind of laugh because yeah, obviously he wouldn't be worried about it. It's, it's not like right. if he, if he wants to come back, you know, they would just lay the mat in front of him with the, you know, have the pen into his hand here, fucking sign already. So he's in a he's in a position of power. He has a lot of leverage. And yeah. 
<laughs> just gonna try and uh, I don't. It, it's hard to think about it. It's it is. It's you know you know it's coming eventually, but it, it's one of those things you can't picture. I, I can't picture a a coach after Babcock who would be. I'd be terrified of that thought. So you just touched on it a little bit. Like yeah. I hope that the case is that my Babcock has so much coaching leverage and so much uh, just raw power to basically run the organization from the head coaching position that he is um, using that power to essentially pressure the organization to not get lackadaisical in roster creation or GM workings or um, Chris Illich ownershipings. Like, that's what he's like, fuck it, I'll leave if you guys don't want to be winners. As long as you want to be winners, you'll have my Babcock. Um, that yeah. would be the that would be awesome. That's that's what I'm praying yeah. for. And the thing is that it's actually believable, and I, I love that too. Uh, with with a lot of other coaches, I, I don't I don't believe that. But Mike Babcock is always he is he's a straight shooter. Um, the, the kind of worrisome thing about his his comments right now is that yeah, I'm not worried. Uh, he specifically mentions that he loves the owner. He specifically mentions that he loves working with Kenny, not the owner's and, son. Right, and that's the thing. It's like that. That his how much he loves where he what he's doing here right now is kind of dependent upon Kenny running things and Illich being in charge of things and I, it may be crazy but there's there's part of me thinking that that may actually be a veiled threat to Chris Illich like hey I if you run this this team like I'm terrified that you're going to run this team I'm fucking out of here yeah. Yeah, I I I wouldn't blame him either. It, I would do the I exact same thing. Yeah, I would, I would feel the exact. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to use you know any bit of leverage if that is the case? And you know why would you want to commit yourself to years down the road where you're just limiting your options and you're as unsure about the future as you are at, at any other point during your tenure? I'd be doing the same thing. I mean, if I was yeah. in his shoes, I would. Yeah, I mean. The, ro- the roster creation over the past since 2012 and even before has been very subpar, I think. And um, and it all started with a fucking Suter and Parisi contract. Um, well, not really, but uh, you can go say it's starting to. Work I know. I know. I'm saying that. I know. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, so that's not. Remember when they brought back Jason Williams? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Tom will tell on that one. <laughs> yeah, well. But, yeah, I mean, as a coach, he's he's never going to have less leverage. Like, a, a player can't afford to do one-year contracts year after year because if he blows out his knee, he's fucked himself over. But Babcock isn't exactly blowing out his his coach's pedigree. He's right. the he's, only triple gold coach in history. He's not going to wake up tomorrow and forget what the hell he's doing. Yeah. Right. He has a dynasty here, like his name, his brand. Yep. He's got a strong brand. Strong personal brand. Oh, yep. very strong personal brand. Uh, but that brand though goes with him wherever he does. Like, fuck. You, you tell yep. me if he doesn't. If he goes to Toronto, his brand's not going to get even bigger. And like that crazy media market. I'd be really interested to see Mike Babcock work for Brendan Shanahan, but not really. Uh, I don't think that. Yeah. Right. See, that's the thing is like Mike Babcock is at the point where he can 
name his own coaching position and he can do whatever he wants. Um, I, I don't know that Mike Babcock necessarily wants to, to coach in Toronto in that goddamn circus. Like, why the fuck would you? I don't want. Other than I don't. $10 million a year, which that's a pretty good reason. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> okay, we got a Twitter uh, question. Uh, you guys say the team will be better next year, but will they be a contender? It depends on those free agent signings that we think are going to happen. I still don't see how that would vault them above, you know, the, I mean, if you're talking Stanley Cup contender, sure, just by nature of I, I don't see the, the West and East flip-flopping in, in power overnight. Um, you know, like we said this year, just a couple breaks in the matchups and, um, yeah. you know, very well could have made a deep playoff run. but Right. So it's so not like they'll be a powerhouse, but they they'll have a decent chance. Sure, they're not going to be a powerhouse. If they were in the West, it'd be a, a, a completely different story. So I think because of the circumstances, you can say sure, and they make a couple of moves, and they very well could contend next year. Right on. Good answer. So how about the Abs blowing their series, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was more enjoyable? What was more enjoyable, watching the Avs blow it or watching the uh, the Sharks blow it? The Sharks. Uh, honestly, it was watching the Avs for me because uh, the there was that bittersweetness of the Sharks that that we drove them to seven after the exact same situation and then couldn't finish that series. I'm a little bit jealous. Uh, yeah. I, I agree with you there. I definitely agree with you there. Uh, I will tell you this right now. Seeing that face on jo- like that Joe Thornton face, <laughs> like the gif that was really, oh my god! Like his, oh. uh, his his eyes looked dead. Yeah, it looked like he. Yeah, like he looks dead. Bullet come out of his body. Yeah, should the wings kind of hard to watch? Joe Thornton. It's fun when the sharks blow it up. It's just, There's no reason why they shouldn't consider it. Up in, his dad is up in the stands eating ice cream, dancing and headbanging to music with a skullet. I don't know if you saw that gif, but it's great. No, no, no. I did not. <laughs> I'll send I'll send it to you guys. It's amazing. I'll gonna tweet it at you right now. Not from my internet machine. Oh, they're going to double O T. Yeah. 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 So, three more hours of this fucking frog protection discard commercial. The best part. <laughs> Nor- Northeastern has graduation at the garden at like seven in the morning tomorrow. Nice. It'll be slippery there. It will be. So, fellas, I have to bail out because my computer's about to die. So, in. All right. We had a good ride. I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm in a very. Uh, not a very good spot. I don't have my cord, so it could be any second. So were you were you outside? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm outside. I do all podcasts outside. Well, Tyler, before you specifically go, do you have any final hockey related thoughts? Yeah, fuck you guys. Uh, no, I do wish it died right at that point. Um, <laughs> I could have hung up on you. You want to try it again? You could have. Um. No, I don't. I don't have any great thoughts. Go Habs. 
<laughs> okay, bye, Tyler. All right, later. Oh. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> she just dumped him in the middle of saying later. Well, I tried to stop him after he said go Habs, but it didn't work, so then I was, like, clicking it again. And then I... Sorry, you, Tyler. You're a power-hungry monster. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, like, 20 minutes left. Does any any of our listeners have any comments in the chat or questions in the chat? Because, um, I mean, I'm sure we could fill 20 minutes with roster talk. Yeah, really well, well... Yeah, I, I there is something. You no, know Kyle's good. It's not it's something that many people care about yet because it's so far down the line. Oh, the but, draft. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, the, the draft. draft. The draft stuff. Yeah, I want I them to get that Tuck guy or whatever. The what? You and Patron. The Tuck. The Tuck kid or whatever the fuck his name oh, is. Oh, wait. I'm too. I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna have to interject on this uh, this gif of of Joe Thornton's father. Um, okay. What the fuck? <laughs> Isn't it amazing? That's the guy from Fargo. He played so the, the awesome. dev- he played Satan and Constantine. That's that guy. Yeah. The, wow, the Volkswagen that's crazy. commercial. Awesome. Oh snap! That guy. That looks uh, it looks just like an old Joe Thornton with a skullet. Exactly. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't. What about the guy next to him? That's just like fucking pissed. I that guy's know. planning a heist. He is a bank robber. Although the name the name font is over the the bad the the, the robber looking guy. So we're sure that's not Joe Thornton's dad. So the other guy's like his uncle. Maybe. I don't know. That's that's Patrick Marlowe's dad's next one. I don't know. <laughs> you guys should see my dog right now. He's so cute. Okay. Uh, so the draft. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a really, it's really not that great. It's not, like, outside of Aaron Eckblad and Sam Reinhart, there's really nothing that jumps out at you, I think. Um, as it stands right now, the Red Wings are picking 15th overall, and that's set in stone. They can't have that taken away from them. Um, and... Usually in the first round, it's a bad idea to draft by position, but I think in this draft, they can do it if they're going to take the first overall pick, just because there's not going to be, I don't know, unless a big name, like a bigger name drops down the list, I don't see it happening. Um, the two guys that I have them looking at at 15th overall are centers, they're both. They both play for the uh, the U.S. national under 18 team, and they're one. Um, the first one is Dylan Larkin. He's uh, from Waterford, Michigan. He's a power forward type, um, big kid. Big kid plays really hard. He's a U of M. Michigan. He's a Michigan commit. And then the other guy is Alex uh, Tuck, and he's a boss. I think he's a Eagle boss. Boston College. East. Is he possibly at Boston College? He's, he's, he's committed to he's them. Like, yeah, he's he's really good. He's another like right hand shot power forward center. Um, isn't he like he's six three two twenty? He's gonna be a freshman in college, yeah, right? Or whatever he's, he's gonna big. be. Yeah, he's yeah he's big. I'm and, on board. Uh, Sign me up. Draft that guy. 
Plus, I mean, that's what I want. I would love that, but I think he's going to go, like, I think Dallas is going to take them, like, the pick before us. Uh, I'll tell you this. They should just start draft someone that goes to BC because BC just just churning out pretty good players, at least just from watching them. So, yeah. I mean, would you they're rather have – would you rather have – Goudreau, or would you rather have Glenn Denning? <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess it's a good, that's a good comparison, I suppose. No, it's really not, but no, those are two completely terrible. different kind of players. I was being but, so sarcastic. But the kid's a center. He's 6'3", he's 220, he's going to BC. Yeah. If he's available, they should draft him. I don't even care about trading back to get your, your second-round pick back. Just get that guy. Call yeah, I, the more I think, the more I think about it, I just just take the fifteenth overall pick and just say fuck off to the second pit, the second round that you missed. Just forget it. Just take that first overall pick and try and pull up like like get a guy like 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 a Tucker Larkin who going forward can be a serious asset to your team. So I think that's a good idea. I I don't think they should trade down. Now. I wouldn't. I also wouldn't be shocked if there's they trade away that first round pick still at the draft. Yeah. Well, I mean that could happen too. And I mean, if if the if depending on what the return is, that would be fine. You know, if it's like for a top pair defenseman, sure, I'll take it. But I mean, what top pair defenseman is going to come from a 15th overall pick and probably what like a top prospect? I don't know, like an Edler or an Airhoff, maybe? Sure. I mean, those are the names that were out there at the trade deadline. Those are the names that will probably still be discussed. Do, I mean, do I, do, I, do I really want, like, now that I stand here on May 1st of 2014, do I want Christian Airhoff and Alex Edler on my team? I mean, yeah, but do we, like, need them? Like, yeah, but... I don't know. There's a part of me that's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I would pull the trigger on that. Uh, Airhoff, yes. Uh, Edler, no. Yeah. I just don't think Edler's that good. I feel more strongly towards Airhoff. Like, I think he's he's much better. But And I think Buffalo is likely to give up, give him up for less than what Vancouver will give up for, or I mean, will we'll take for Edler. Because I think... I don't know. I just because Vancouver's going to have a new GM. I don't know. Maybe the maybe they'll hire an idiot GM. They'll just let Edler go for peanuts. I say we just take the Brian first Marshall. half of this draft off. Uh, trade our first and our fourth to Colorado for their 2015 first. That's what I'm going to suggest. Okay. Because hmm. they're going to fall off a cliff. Yeah. I mean, they were. They were an awful possession team. The problem is that I is that I think that they know it, and I think that they know that they're they have a lot to work on. So they're not going to trade away their 2015 first round pick for something like that. Yeah, but I mean that could be That's, like that could be a lottery pick, easy. And so if there's a way to to kind of trick them into giving that up, I would uh, hmm. I would take a gamble on that. It's a good idea, I guess. I mean, that's that's definitely a gamble, um, but it's a good. It's an interesting thought. I mean, 
because I think that Colorado is going to have to trade away. Like they're going to, ha- they're they need defense. Eric Johnson is not good enough to hold down the fort for them. I think they're going to have to trade away Ryan O'Reilly or some player. They're not bringing back Stasny. They can't afford him. And I just think that they're going to trade away Ryan O'Reilly and they're going to try and get, like, a top guy, a top defensive guy, and that's not going to save them. And I don't know. I think you might – I think you're probably right. They'll probably fall – they're going to fall off hard next 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 season because they were just a flash in the pan, I think. Like, Nate McKinnon made a big impact on that team, and the, like that Landis Cog, uh McKinnon, O'Reilly, and uh, – What's his nuts? Duchesne. And then Varlamov just playing really well. Outside of those players, I mean, do I yeah, think McKinnon, that they're a good team? I mean, not really. McKinnon will be even better next year, um, although there is he that sophomore slump, slump problem. But uh, I don't think there's any way that Varlamov consistently uh, holds up that that safe percentage, and I think that their defense is garbage. What is trade Kindle? They can have Kindle. That'll Kindle for... I agree. <laughs> 2015 first. Yeah, for Jakob Kindle. It's ten years difference, so yeah, that makes about what? That makes that makes good. He was picked in 2005. Yeah, so yeah really? ten years later. He's been around that long. Ten years later. Ten wow. years later, he's still worth first. Ooh, just waving. <laughs> yeah. I, yep. That 2.40, we may have to to get rid of him. Ugh. That's fine. I don't care. Just get rid of them. That's that's all that really matters. So you think either way, Kyle, the, the Red Wings are gonna are gonna target a center because that's their position of need right now, right? They're not gonna go. Oh, we'll just take whoever's best on the the list. Like I said, unless a player like um, what's the, the there's this Finnish kid, uh, Sammy Kapanen's son, Kasperi Kapanen. I've seen him in a couple of mock drafts fall down to like 15 and. But outside of something like that happening, yeah, I think they're gonna they would take a center. Like I think it would be between four players. Uh Tuck, Larkin, Barbashev, and uh Robbie Fabry. Those are the four players I think they would go after. Is there a guy and named, all four of Is there a guy named McCann or something like that? Sorry. Yeah, McCann I think McCann I think McCann's gonna go earlier. Like I think I had I, I can't remember who, but I think he was going like, like right before 15th. That's what I had, but I don't think McCann will be around for 15th. Uh, I would but, say go after the guy whose name sounds like Barbershop. Yeah, he, yeah, the Russian from uh, the WHL. He's pretty good. Oh, he's he's lazy then. Yeah, but he hasn't Nick played Maddox. in the AHL, so that's good. Just uh, just draft the biggest kid. The biggest, the biggest kid. I agree. Who's the biggest kid in the draft? Did Petrella Probably. say like a six seven kid? Uh, oh, I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, it would be did. really nice to be able to draft to draft Ekblad though. Ekblad is going to be sick. Right now it's Bullshit. probably Daryl Katz's kid will be the biggest kid in the draft. I'm gonna pull up that article. Yeah. I want to find out who this is, and then he can just fight Chara for Brendan Smith. <laughs> oh come on. Oh, they got that. Daryl Katz's kid. Remember that little fat redhead? It's been with the draft every time the Oilers have been picking. 
No. <laughs> yeah. Right, where, the, where the fuck is this? What do we got? Like ten minutes left? Ten twenty. Yeah, we're doing all right. Do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, the draft stuff is kind of boring right now because nobody knows Hunter shit about Smith. it because nobody cares. Hunter Smith. What? I don't know. For the Oshawa Gen. I don't know if I've scouted that far. Seven two oh eight. He's predicted to go fifty fourth overall. Well, we don't have a fifty. We don't have a second round pick takes. <laughs> we should draft Joel Quinville's cousin, Al McGinnis' <laughs> son, and Claude Lemieux's son. We should draft all of them. I actually, I actually have Joel Quinville's cousin being drafted by St. Louis. Because why? That's not? pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah. That'd be fun in the first round. Our other sports just for. Uh, this familial? Like, are there that many yeah, like kids who are? Are other? I I don't know this. Are other sports like? Do they have this many family ties in like every fucking draft? Mm, or is that like a I hockey don't... thing? Baseball no, seems I, like maybe. I think it's everything. I mean, you'll you'll see it in football quite a bit, and I mean, a lot of times they're different positions though. Yeah, I mean, right. I know specifically like the Sproles family is is all over the goddamn place. Um, but really, there's there's not a, a ton of. I mean, there's a few like cousin stuff, but it just seems like everybody right. everybody in hockey is related. Eric Carlson's brother is available at number thirty five, according to Petrella. Anton Carlson. Yeah, he's a forward, right? He's a winger. Yeah, six one, one eighty nine. Yeah, I bet he plays good defense. Probably. Uh, he probably plays. He'll win the Good defense. You guys think that I think I think Eric Carlson should just be a Selkie candidate and not a Norris candidate, even though he's not a Norris candidate. But <laughs> kind of defeated your own uh, argument there, huh? Yeah, fuck, fuck everything. Give him the Norris. Give him the Vezina. Give him the Jack Adams. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, for playing on that team, he probably should. Um. But, Speaking yeah, of Jack Adams, I gotta say, uh, fuck it to the Professional Hockey Bloggers Association. Uh, like the ten of you that left Mike Babcock totally off the Jack Adams vote and let Patrick Wall win it, even though we're not actually the ones voting on it. Do we know who left them off? Yeah, I mean, all the the votes are on there. Like uh, I know Broad yeah, Street Hockey did. Didn't who um, they put on ahead of them? Craig like John Cooper. And, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they put Vigneault on there, which total stupid homer pick. Yeah, John Cooper and Patrick Waugh, they really deserve it. Their teams did well in the playoffs. So do you know in the playoffs. <laughs> no, fuck you. We weren't supposed to make it. Yeah, we were. At the beginning <laughs> of the year, we were. We knew, but nobody else did. Uh, we did better than both those teams in the playoffs, though. So, I will I will argue to the death that we outperformed the Avalanche in the playoffs because the Wild are that are that terrible. <laughs> so the Avalanche winning three games against the Wild does not equal the Red Wings winning one against the Bruins. Yeah, that's true. And that one game that we won, what a game that was! That was a good game. That was my favorite game. 
I do like that, that game. Yeah. That one was your favorite of the five? Oh, oh no, yeah, for sure. Not the one where we got dusted four to nothing, or the one where we got dusted what five to two. I don't know. Or the one where we gave up a two goal lead. <laughs> yeah, good, Actually, good memories, guys. Thanks. We're having fun over here. Uh, all right, we got five minutes, six minutes left. Does anyone have any final hockey or non-hockey related thoughts? We've been open for this them. last twenty minutes. Oh boy. Yeah, it's the last twenty minutes sucked. You guys probably shouldn't listen to it. It's true. Sorry for wasting your time. I think I'm gonna go see <laughs> Spider Man tomorrow. We'll warn everybody Ooh, nice. um, when you write it, when you change the post to to embed it. Just write like, "Don't listen to the last twenty minutes," and then everybody yeah, will want to. Last yeah. twenty minutes. <laughs> we'll just remind you, there, Michael back. Samuelson. Just say the last twenty minutes we talk about the draft, and no one will listen. That's probably a good idea, yeah. Yeah. The last 20 minutes is all Jeff talking. (laughs) Wow. But if you hang up on me there. No. The last 20 minutes. I don't know. We just spent the last 20 minutes live blogging the the Bruins uh, Habs game. Oh, my God. Our own own play-by-play. I can't. I can't watch it. So, why? Because I don't have NBC Sports Network. So I was watching online, but I can't watch online when I'm doing this podcast. You don't have it, and you work for them. Work for I them. I don't work for NBC Sports Network. Oh, NBC! I thought you. Know, I'm sorry, God, dude, it's late. There's no, late there's no. Me. There's no local coverage. Local oh, that's right. the game second too. Yeah. Gotcha. Well you're missing a heck of a double overtime game right now, I'll tell you that. Well I'll, I'm sure it'll be over like, in four minutes when we're done here. <laughs> the game Probably. has gone limp. Seeing Dejarnay try and skate in on Char is pretty humorous. I'm pretty w- sure what'll happen is we'll say goodbye and then Brad Marchand will score. Lucci nuts that. someone and the turnover happens. So Yeah, that sounds about right. The key to Man, there are a lot of good chances the first overtime. Barkowski's going to the box for holding Dove. I bet the Canadian Dove. Because did you know that? All Canadians dive on every play all the time. That's what they've been talking uh, on the radio since Saturday. They just showed an, an overhead slow motion replay, and it looked like uh, Bartkowski was trying to, to butt sex Dale Weiss there. So it's probably a good call. <laughs> he was, Dubon wins he was, it for Montreal. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could the food. I mean, oh no. Oh no, I'm sad. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. I, I can't wait to avoid all of the talk about the things that a very few Boston fans say about P.K. Subban. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it, it's oh, yeah. bad how much joy I get from from that. I don't know. We have two and a half minutes. 
Well, we might as well kill him now. I mean, fuck it. We, do we have anybody uh, listening still? What, what does Hags think uh-huh. about that play? Someone can ask this question. Lola, why, why the hell are you chat. Lola's in the chat. Do you have any questions, Lola? You should just call for the last two minutes. Well, we only have like five listeners left. It's really Zubar funny. Had, uh, had quite the game, eh? Yes. <laughs> Isn't he a free agent at the end? Or an RFA? No. I don't think he's so. RFA. Yeah. Isn't he? How much are they going to uh, have to pay this guy? <laughs> Uh, like, you think? Uh, you think like, like he'll get like ten mil? No, but he should get paid more than Matt Niskanen. Yeah, that's for sure. But with the RFA thing, uh, that's just not going to happen. His, I just got a text right now. What? I just got a text that said Thornton looked angry enough to drag someone down from behind in that pile. Was there a scrum or something at the end there? Uh, not really. No, so it's just a poor joke. Mm. Okay. Yeah, whoever texted that sucked. Okay, we have a minute. Do you guys have anything you want to say in this last minute? Um, this has been something. Yeah, we'll do uh, this again sometime. I'm sure we'll. Uh, yeah, we'll do, do it. This. Yeah, we'll do it at. We'll do it. Um, let's see. Yeah, this has been real fun. We'll do it in August. We'll do it around the draft, I'm sure. And then we'll do it around free agency. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it another time, too. But if Babcock leaves all of a sudden, so. Fucked. Oh, real quick. Babcock leaves. You promote Jeff Blaschel? Yes. Yes, but not to head coach. Well, that's not what I'm asking, so. I guess. All right. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Yes. You yes. You Wing you it. you promote him. Okay, good night. Wing in it. Wing in it.